Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello, Must Have Seen TV listeners, and welcome to 2018. The show is back and the same size as ever. We've got a really good episode for you today with my guest Ramsey S. talking about a average episode of I Love Lucy, and the twist is an average episode is still great. But before we get into the episode proper, I just wanted to jump on, say hi, and let all of you know that I want to hear from you in the new year. Please, if you have not already, go on and follow Must Have Seen TV on Twitter. That is where you can tweet your questions, reactions, etc., etc., to the show, and I would love to read them on air, probably even with our guests and discuss them on air. And I'm using quotes around air because this is not live. And it's not even air. I guess it's like digital bits, megabytes. <laughs> anyway, you can also email the podcast at musthaveseentv at gmail.com. And please, times a million, leave a review in iTunes because that helps to show out in ways that I don't understand. But I know that it does because Apple is vague and mysterious about how they promote shows, but I know that leaving reviews helps. So spread the word about Must Have Seen TV. Let me know what shows you want me to cover. At some point, uh, I would love to run a poll and have you guys plan the month of shows even. Uh, but that involves y'all hitting me up on Twitter at Must Have Seen TV. And let's go on and get into this episode. Turn off the fight! It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I'm your TV guy, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter and producer from Decider.com. This week, I am joined by a special guest, Ramsey S. Hello, Ramsey! Hello! Yeah, I forgot to ask you beforehand, what did you want to be uh, promoted as? Because you're, you write for, you do some writing for Split Cider, UCB, right. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would have given you a generic writer and comedian. <laughs> yes, writer. I love all them writers and comedians oh, yeah. that do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but what kind of stuff have you done with, for uh, Split Cider? Uh, my main thing is I do uh, an article called From the Archives. Yes. Where I do, uh, it started out as exclusively like going to the Paley Center in New York <sighs> and uh, just writing about some weird thing that they have there. Uh, there's a, a short film that Woody Allen did that is only there. Whoa. Uh, it does like not... before all of his cinematic stuff? Yeah. Uh, he, it's uh, all about Nixon. 
kind of <laughs> wink wink uh, about Nixon. Uh, and then it was for PBS and they decided, oh, this is a little too charged for us. And they didn't end up showing it. Was it like made during when he was president? Like 68, 72 It was era, uh, right before his, uh, he was trying to be reelected. I oh, couldn't wow. think of the term for that. His campaign. <laughs> Real, like, campaign? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's a. I need to go through them archives. Obviously, uh, it briefly <clears throat> leaked onto the internet. It might still be out there on YouTube. What uh, is um the Paley Center used to be called like the Museum of TV or something? Yes, it's the same thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know why they n- renamed it, but and they have all sorts of because cra- I've like I've gone to their list of what they have online just to mm-hmm. see because I am personally. Uh, if you listen to the Days and Nights of Molly Dodd episode with Connor Ratliff, you heard all about my. Uh, quest to find this episode of the Bob Crane show that has John Aston on it as a gay man, which is a holy grail of for me right now. Um, and I went to the Paley site to see, like, do they have that? And they have a lot of other Bob Crane uh, stuff. But not that one. I think they even have, like, excerpts of his 50s or 60s radio show or they something? Probably, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but they don't have his um, MTM 13 episodes only sitcom. It's kind of weird. I think... <clears throat> Most of the stuff gets donated to them. Oh. Uh, and so, like, for example, there's nothing SCTV there. Wow. Which feels like a real missing spot. They have a lot of Carson stuff, right? Is Tons that... of Carson stuff. Well, that's pri- primarily what they have. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, they're good for, like, old kinesto- kinescope stuff that you can not find anywhere else. Oh, I bet they might have, like, the Maury Amsterdam show. I bet that's there. Yeah. Because that's one of those... I think we talked about this in the Dick Van Dyke show episode or yes. something. We're like... He had a sitcom on, oh, what was that fourth network? Um, DuPont. DuPont? DuPont? Yeah. I always say DuPont. Uh, it's DuPont. Yes, right, right. Yeah. Both, both were prominent things back then. Yeah, I think my granddad worked at DuPont. So <laughs> as a kid, I heard the word DuPont a lot. No, it's DuPont. But he had like a sitcom, uh, the Maury Amsterdam show, on DuPont, and like most of it uh, is all gone, except yeah. for a couple that were saved as kinescopes, I guess. Yeah, I think the only thing that survived from DuPont is uh, Honeymooners. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, but that's about it. And Kinescope, for any, like, I don't know, oh, yeah. hardcore millennials. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm a soft millennial, because I don't, because I'm, 84 is a, it's a gray area. Um, <clears throat> Kinescope, and also people that weren't TV production majors like myself, right, because yeah. I learned about it there. <laughs> uh, basically, they would put a, what, a film camera on a monitor on the set that was broadcasting the live feed. And so a Kinescope is a, film recording of a TV monitor. Yep. Basically, it's like an Instagram of the... Yeah. Because yeah. I do that all the time. Sure. My, my Instagram feed is mostly just me taking pictures of my television. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess I should start... I should, like, hashtag... Kinescope. <laughs> like... Let's bring it back. Yeah. 2, 2K7... 2K18 Kinescope. <laughs> or whatever. The first uh, HD Kinescope. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, th- it's kind of appropriate we're talking about kinescopes, because we are going to be talking about the show that said, fuck you to kinescopes. <laughs> we don't need you, Phil. We don't, we don't need that. Oh. We need to actually preserve the actual thing we're making. Uh, this week, we are traveling to May 22nd, 1953. Um, the Robe ruled the box office, which is a biblical epic Ooh. about a robe. Uh, <laughs> The song from Moulin Rouge, parentheses, Where Is Your Heart, by Percy Faith and his orchestra topped the charts. Ooh. I love, like, this is obviously the era before pop music. Yes. <laughs> like, whatever that is. Before um, drums were discovered. <laughs> and CBS aired the I Love Lucy episode, Ricky and Fred are TV fans. Ramsey, you must have seen Ricky and, Ricky and Fred are TV fans before. I have. What, you have? Recently. Oh, yes, yeah, tonight, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because I, I, I will say, I have probably seen this at some point. 
I probably But have. I didn't remember no. it. This is not... I was telling you earlier, like, I have no idea why I chose this episode. <laughs> yeah, um, nobody's putting chocolate in their mouth. No. Nobody's no one getting is getting drunk. frozen in a freezer. Right. No one is stopping grapes. Nope. Ricky is not being born. <laughs> right. Little Ricky is Little not... Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> Although the episode where Ricky, like, relives his birth. That was a weird flashback. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um... I feel like when I first did this podcast, I think I just did light research and, like, I put this on my spreadsheet almost a year ago, I guess, when I first started recording these, and so it just sat there the entire time. I have no idea what was in my head when I chose to do this one, but we did it. Yeah, it was (laughs) Um, a fun episode. Yeah, what is your history with I Love Lucy? Uh, I mostly remember it, uh, it was on Channel 4 in upstate New York Mm. uh, after the the 12 o'clock news. Uh, yeah, like 12 p.m. or a.m.? Uh, 12.30 p.m. Oh, what? Okay, so that's afternoon. Yeah. Oh, yes. you're, you're not like a little kid staying up way oh, past no. midnight. Gotta get my Lucy fix. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess it was because, like, they would do a half-hour news broadcast, and then you can't start a soap opera at 1, or oh, at 12.30, yeah, 12.30 yeah. so you to have something to fill that space. <clears throat> uh, so I just kind of... Oh, and I grew up in upstate New York, and Lucy is from Jamestown. Yes! Which is pretty close. Did you go... Because there's that Lucy museum up there. I've never done it. I want, uh, I want, because they have like a recreation, it might be the actual set, or at least a recreation of the living room, and maybe the kitchen set as well. I think that's right. They do a Lucy Fest every year, Uh, (sighs) and so like long before that museum, it would be on the news every year. Is that like the summer, or is that like, I think this might be a podcast trip I need to plan for? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you can stay with my parents. Yeah. Wait, did you also do the Star Trek thing that's up there? I did do the Star Trek yes. thing up there. Because <laughs> they recreated the entire 60s set? Yes. Is that what it was? It's, it's designed to be like kind of like you're walk, walking onto Desilu. Uh, oh. Because like they, they stencil on the back, everything. Like there's cameras there. So they're not trying to pretend you're walking into Star Trek, but it's, oh, that's, you're walking into a set. That is cool. I like it's really that. really neat. Uh, yeah, so did you also, did you have Nick at Night growing up? I Later, I want to say like middle school time okay. is when our local cable system got Nickelodeon. Finally. Yes. So, so did you get caught up on Lucy that way as well, or the Lucy filmography? I think that's probably where I watched most of it. Uh, when they would show like the the later hour ones, there was uh, the last season was Lucy as a comedy hour. I didn't really care for those for yeah. some reason. They. They're like, uh, it's like when NBC, like the last season of Friends, is all like jumbo sized episodes, right. like yes. thirty minutes long, as have twenty. Yeah, when I was a kid, I think I talked about this on the previous Lucy episode. Uh, I think it's like episode six, seven, or eight with Katie Healy Wurzberg. You can go back and listen to that one. That one is the one where we talk about uh, Vitamin of Vegemin. So like, yes. that's a classic episode. <laughs> yeah, you've you've seen that one, TV fans. This one probably not. Um, but yeah, I talked about it on that episode how I grew up watching a lot of Lucy. It's my mom's favorite show when she was a kid, and so that love was passed on to me. And we would get together every. I feel like every Saturday night. Like, Snick would happen. Gotta watch Snick. Absolutely. Gotta get, like, all that Keenan and Kel action. Uh, and then after that would go off, I think that they would play, like, two I Love Lucys and then a Lucy Desi comedy. It was, like, a yes. Lucy night. And they might have even, they might have even tossed in a Lucy show or something in there. Is that the uh, one, the color later Yeah, that's the 60s one. The, yeah. Because there was I Love Lucy, the Lucy show, Here's, Lu- Here's, Here's Lucy, Lucy yeah. and Life with Lucy. Oh, wow. And I think three of those ran for over 100 episodes. That's like, that's crazy. the thing we don't ever think about is Lucy had three different shows that all ran for, I think, like 120 plus episodes. That's really impressive. Yeah. And apparently back in the day, uh, they did the weird thing where they were like, well, we're only going to concentrate on selling I Love Lucy in the syndication because we don't want to oversaturate the market. Hmm. 
So it's like she was kind of penalized for having three super Too successful, successful shows. Yeah. Wow. So now we don't remember Here's Lucy or Life with Lucy, even though they ran maybe longer than I Love Lucy. Yeah. All three of those shows. And we don't know. A lot of That's the crazy. Lucy show is on, I think both of them are on Hulu, like select episodes. Wow. Um, and it's just more Lucy stuff. She's just, like, older. That's yeah, about yeah. it. That's, that's what uh, you would want, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, uh, this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're talking about the Isle of Lucy episode, Ricky and Fred are TV fans. Such a title. <laughs> it's the 30th episode of season two, and it was written by Jess Oppenheimer, Madeline Pugh, and Bob Carroll Jr., and directed by William Asher. Here's how Hulu describes the episode. Widowed by a fight night on television, Lucy and Ethel go out in search of adventure. Ramsey, how accurate is that plot description? I would say very accurate. That is the episode. Yeah. That's the one thing that I've noticed about older shows is that's the, like, the plots are so linear and right. thin. Yep. This happens, then this happens. Yeah. There's not, you know, there's no ABC storylines. I mean, that's definitely the case with a 1950s show like Lucy. Right. Um... And so, yeah, I mean, this show is basically Ricky and Fred are watching a fight, and Lucy and Ethel just want to get their attention. They're they're mad that they're being... Shoved in a kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, like, try and do anything to get their attention, and they end up, like, getting... Hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, they get almost get arrested, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the first thing I noticed about this episode is the living room is a different living room. Right, this is not what I remembered either. No, it doesn't I, look like an apartment. No, the living room is... I think it might be the same set, but it is just 100% different furniture. Right. And I don't know why. The the, the couch is angled <laughs> The couch is angled in a weird way, and also the couch is a very weird couch. It looks like two recliners that have had, like, their <laughs> halves carved off and then kind of shoved together. Right. Like, the back of it has, like, a weird... It looks like two separate backs. It's, yes, it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, like, a chair to the side that looks like it's been folded. Oh, it's a very weird mid-century furniture. Is the piano usually in the window there? The piano... Yeah, they, okay. because they had two apartments in New York. I'm not boned up. Like, you can ask me where all the Full House characters live <laughs> in that house. I can name all the inhabitants of all those rooms. But I don't know when Lucy and Ricky moved... To the second New York apartment. Right. Because there's one where the piano is in the back, and there's another one where there's a window on the back wall, right. I do believe. Did Fred and Ethel also move then? When uh, to the next floor, maybe. Okay. Because they've always they're always neighbors, because right. uh Ricky or <laughs> Ethel and Fred own the building. Right. Which she says in this episode yes. when the police officer wants to arrest them. <laughs> uh, you can't arrest me, I own a building. Yeah, which I was like, wow, like yeah, she's a lady that. in the fifties yeah. owning a building. You go, girl. <laughs> Um, I've been watching a lot of the, uh, I have event screeners for the new Netflix Queer Eye that's coming out. Oh. I so can... in my head, I wanted to go like, Yas Queen! Because <laughs> there's this one guy that just says Yas Queen to literally everything. <laughs> it's very good. Um, but yeah, my first note was like, oh, this must be Ethel and Fred's apartment. Oh. I thought that for a, a good, like, the first minute. Because the first minute, it, yes. <laughs> it's just them silently it's completely watching. silent, <laughs> yeah. except for the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it opens up with Ricky and Fred kind of doing a pacing back and forth, like, for, like Fred brings out chips. Right. When he gets there, Ricky goes back and, like, gets something else. Yep. And, like... Yeah, uh, Ricky is looking in the TV guy, despite the fact that they are obsessed with this fight that's about yeah, to happen. Yeah, they're already watching it. Like, it's already on. Like, yeah. And, and then there's just a serious talk about them betting. Okay, sucker. Who do you like, huh? I like Murphy. You murder this other guy. Ho, ho, ho! My little pigeon! You like Murphy, eh? Yeah? There are no 
No jokes. Uh, no. No, it's like, <laughs> it's just, we talk about odds and how much they are going to bet each other. Yeah, and that's like the setup. And yeah. it's a it's a deep setup. And yeah. the entire time I'm like, well, they're, they have to be, and this might be the only time we see the Mertz's apartment. Right. But then we, like, but, pan over into the kitchen, and Lucy's doing the dishes. And I'm like, well, I don't think Lucy's nice <laughs> enough to do <laughs> right. stranger dishes. Uh, she also, as she's doing the dishes, uh, I didn't realize, or I... This is the only indication that she's already had little Ricky. Yeah. Uh, but there's no other evidence that she is a mother. Yeah, that is that is the other thing about I Love Lucy. is like she has a kid and, like, a kid rarely comes yeah. in. Like, if they need a plot right. for it or whatever, like, he's not. No. Um, he's mentioned twice in this episode. Once when Lucy's like, between. Well, that's the last one. Good. Honestly, I seem to have my hands in hot water all the time. Baby's laundry, dishes three times a day. Nope. Not yet. Not yet what? Well, sooner or later, I'm bound to develop webbed foot hands. <laughs> and then later on... the first joke of the episode. Yeah, I think that might be... Yeah, because she, like, takes her hands out and, like, puts her finger Starts in between her fingers. Uh, and then later on, when they're at the diner trying to call right. the apartment to, like, get Ricky and Fred worried about where they are... She later says, like, well, I'm, well we're going to go out, and I'm going to, like... We'll go to the movies. We'll go to the movies. I'll call Mrs. I think I'll call Mrs. Tremble and ask her to look in on little Ricky. Even if he cried, you know, they wouldn't even know the difference. No. For all the uh, people at home who are concerned about little Ricky. <laughs> yeah, the real continuity-minded people <laughs> that are freaking out about their living room being completely right. different for one episode. Because yeah. you needed to angle a TV in there? Is yeah. that what it is? Because I think their regular apartment does... No, it does have a TV because the previous one we did was the uh, Vitamin oh, Vegman. She takes the TV. She takes apart. the engine apart or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's really weird that they also I could see like them rearranging the pre-existing furniture, but it right. is weird to like when well, we need to get a new couch in here. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that because there's usually like a chaise lounge underneath the window. Right. Yes. Where like it opens up and there's like a little like phone nook over there. Yeah. There isn't that in this? It's weird. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm also maybe I'm not deep enough in Isle of Lucy lore. Maybe I'm like, maybe fans are like, well, that's the set they had for a couple of episodes. In the couch, or in the episode, Lucy gets a new couch. Uh, yes. Season 22. <laughs> uh, Lucy has a really funny joke about like, who was playing. Fight. Well, tonight's the big, big fight. Everybody's talking about it. Oh, who's fighting? I don't know. It's always the same. Rocky somebody versus kid something or other. And I'm like, wow, this is... 23 years before Rocky the movie came out? Right. I never really thought about that as being, like, just taking a stereotypical yeah. boxer name. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. Uh, there's also a really funny joke, um, because Fred runs out to go get beer while they're on a commercial break, and, yep. and Ethel says the line like, Oh, they only allow him one minute between rounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got himself trained so he can do anything in less than a minute. And then the audience like slowly laughs at that. Yeah, and also the camera hangs on Lucy's reaction for a while. Like, yeah. so I'm like, that was a sex joke. Yeah, in 19 is this 53? Is that when this is? Yeah, I think it's 53. Like, it, yeah. Uh, what else can that be? <laughs> or it's just the audience was reading into it too much? I don't know. I feel like you write that, like, do how learn... My husband learned how to do anything in under a minute. Right. That's very strange. Yeah, and especially if you don't follow it up with, like... And now all of our shirts have, like, iron burns in them or something, like... Now this 
two minute egg is yeah is half done. 50s <laughs> jokes. <laughs> now I think that they were like, that's a sex joke. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. So then Lucy starts hatching a plan. Mm. She says she's uh, she's revolting. Right. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. There's the, a very similar joke in Chicken Run. Oh, really? <laughs> the uh, classic uh, Artemis animation movie. Yeah, if you say um, if you say revolting, I guess that's what you're asking for. Yeah. Is that nice uh, rejoinder? Um, basically, like, they're going to leave the, sneak out of the apartment, call the apartment, to then ask Ricky and Fred to, like, Can we speak, speak to, to them. Then they'll see they're not there and get worried. Right. And then Ethel has the, like... Let's leave a note and tell them to drag the river for our bodies. <laughs> Ethel bringing the yeah. darkness. <laughs> a couple references to murder in this episode. Yeah, I like, uh... What, what's your hot take on Ethel? Uh, I... Vivian Vance. I like Ethel. I felt like her timing... I mean, she's right up against Lucy in this episode yeah. constantly. <clears throat> so I felt like there were a couple jokes that felt a little flat as a result. Uh, but I like her. Yeah. I, we didn't get to talk about Ethel because she's not in Vitamita Vegemin or in, um, Lucy does a TV commercial. Right. Uh, and I, so I, I love, I love Vivian Vance. I love Ethel. I think she's an unsung hero. She gets in some, she's, I love that she's always up for it. Yes. It's yeah. a, it's an interesting character of like, she's the naysayer and like the, no, we don't need to do this. Right. We don't need to do, to do this. But she does it anyway. She'll she'll talk reason, but uh, she's not going to slow the plot down either. Is are there any like improv lessons? Like I feel like improv teachers should be like, "Be the Ethel in the scene." The, like yeah. that should be. You can say no, but don't stop it. Yeah, like you gotta yeah you gotta go along with it. Yeah, you gotta say no, but you gotta go along with it. I think we just invented an improv for it. Yeah, so <laughs> be the Ethel. <laughs> I need to get back into improv coaching. <laughs> Let me travel back in time to 2012. Me. Yeah. I'll tell him. Start telling. <laughs> this group you're coaching to be more like Ethel. And then make them watch I Love Lucy. And sit them down. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so half of the three hour practice is just me <laughs> making them watch uh, Lucy episodes. And then you have to return the money at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, at that time I would have had to like, buy the DVDs because it wasn't on. Yeah, so like, this whole thing. Um, so they go down to the diner. Um, it, that's This is the one time where I really realized, like, oh, they live in 1953 New York City. Right. What yeah, was that like? They could just walk down to the soda jerk. Yeah. And I'm like, how was how dangerous was New York City at that time? Right. I don't I, know. I don't know for sure either. I feel like from watching Mad Men, I know the 60s were more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> they got progressively more dangerous. Yeah. I feel like I'm just looking at it through the stereotypical rose-colored glasses of the 50s. Where yeah. I, we're like, everything's safe. Literally nothing yeah. is wrong. Um, so yeah, they just like go down there, and there's a cop and like the diner guy, the cook or whatever, are just watching Staring the fight. At the TV. That fight. <laughs> How long do fights last? It was this part uh, in terms of the fight that I started to realize this fight has no announcer. Oh yeah, it is just the constant three second loop of crowd noise, <laughs> yeah. and then occasionally a ding. Yeah, and that's it. And it's and like this weird ocean sound. Yeah, and Desi Arnaz and William Frawley have to act off, act against it. I think it's what I'm presuming. Do you think that it was silent on set and they had to add it in oh. post? Or at this point, do you think that they probably had to have that live sound effect so they couldn't add it in post or be too hard? I'm going to... I don't have any technical knowledge, but I 
bet they're playing that live. Yeah, that seems easier. But I, I have, I don't know for sure. But it's like they, they, they do a lot. Like most of their job in this episode is to react to a blank TV screen. And do a lot of like, <laughs> do like little fighting. fight moves and like, yeah. get him. Uh, uh. And Fred's very clear. Like his guy is losing. Like he's, yeah. he's uh. a little more tentative <laughs> with his fake air punches. Well, when they get down to the diner, Ethel gets in on this. Oh, that, like with, with, with the most yeah. ridiculous punches. Yeah, she's doing like that. Um, if you see an ad for like Irish lawyers on a subway, <laughs> that little like leprechaun yeah, guy. Irish guy. Yeah, like, Except it? she's gonna do it in overhand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like she's dunking a punch. Yeah, it's a uh, it's very very exaggerated. Yes. It's a good bit of physical comedy from. I like that moment. Yeah, the really All about it. Uh, I also noticed on the menu in the background it says they serve toasted cheese, and I noticed that they serve plate lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what is okay? First of all, Randy toasted and Brett are menu fans. Yes, um, toasted cheese is a grilled, grilled cheese. cheese? But yeah. At some point, we decided to stop calling it toasted cheese. Maybe toaster ovens were kind of a novelty at this point. Oh, maybe. And it's really like, that toasted ooh, cheese, space age cheese. What is a plate lunch? I mean, this is like a lunch served on a plate. What else? I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I I might be stumbling into something that I only half know. There's a Hawaiian lunch dish. Is this ringing any bells? No. I know macaroni and salad is involved. But no, wait, what, like, is that like, you say like, I want a Hawaiian lunch and there's a, that's a predetermined thing? I read about it in a Sarah, the Sarah Vowell Hawaii book. Okay. But okay. it's kind of a faint memory now. But it's like <laughs> this lunch staple in Hawaii, but it's a combination of like all the different cultures. So there's like boring oh. macaroni salad and I think like a fish... And then the thing, but they call it plate lunch, but I highly doubt that that's what that was on the menu. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's weird, like, I want, I, want a, I want a lunch, don't put it on a plate, though. <laughs> it's a specify. I'm not you royalty. Want. No, stick it in a bag. <laughs> maybe that's what it is, like, you want it either to go or oh, to yeah. stay, maybe that's what it is. Give me the toasted cheese, plate lunch. Plate lunch, that. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if anybody here lived through the 50s... Uh... Please. And you know... I, Know how to use a podcast. Oh, right. Apparently, that's hard. First of all, congratulations. Yes. Jeez. Um, there's also uh, Lucy. This is when she, like, calls. Ricky just, like, answers the phone and is like, Lucy, and just, like, leaves it off the hook. And right. Goes, and so, like, well, that's done. Like, my, my job is done. Yeah, that's Lucy, we'll go get the phone now. <laughs> and so that plan is now aborted. Can't do that anymore. So, like, well, we're just going to go to the movies, but they don't have. Uh, they're they're going to call the woman. Just term, Trumbo, Trumbo. Yeah. Um, which I feel like we do see her at some point. I think she oh, is like later in the series. I think so. Um, the but they don't have a nickel. A nickel. A nickel. They only have a dime. <laughs> That's crazy. So like Lucy's trying to get their attention to like get some change. Right. They don't that turn fight. Around. That fight so engrossing and also goes on forever. Yeah. Well, I guess with no announcer, you really have to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. telling you what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> you really gotta watch. So Lucy has her hand in the cash register to make her own change, and that's when they notice. The, the soda guy, without looking, just grabs her wrist, eyes locked on the TV, yeah. uh, and holds it until the uh, break-in rounds happen. There's a ding, and then he <laughs> and then just, hey, officer! <laughs> and then they uh, they try to arrest him. Wait, how do they get... Oh, Lucy, oh. they say... What do they say? It's a knockout! Yeah, and then they both did. They, they distract bolt. him and then bolt! <laughs> Which I would never do! <laughs> no! That's um, so scary! 
Uh, oh, well, the cop says, like, You must be the two babes who are pulling all that stick-up stuff in this neighborhood. <laughs> I love the two babes. Two stick-up babes. <laughs> stick-up babes, yeah. <laughs> Trying to like stick-up babes. Good band it's name. A good improv name. Good improv <laughs> name. Good band yeah, name. Tell, tell your team back in 2012. Yeah, you guys should really be stick-up babes instead of fat move. computer. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Uh, I was on a team called Bad Data, and when I was like, yeah, I'm coaching a team called Fat Computer, and they're like, are they making fun of you? Like, what is that's really close? <laughs> yeah, that they're, they're it's weirdly close. Little improv fan. Um, so then they go on the lamb, and this is where it kind of, I don't know, it feels a little bit like a '50s Broad City in a weird way. Yeah, like, there's a that's a really good comparison. Yeah, because they it's Lucy and Ethel, and they're like trying to avoid the cops. They have run home. They slam the door and yeah. like, peek through the window <laughs> yeah. to make sure that they lost the guy. Which is very, like, not what I was expecting, mm-hmm. I guess, from a 50s house. Like, at this time, let's put it in context, Lucy and Ethel are both wearing, like, dressed to the nines, like, 50s yep. gowns. Lucy's like, dresses. Got giant lapels. Yeah. And Lucy's, like, rocking the pearls. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, dressed up. They're dressed up like the type of housewife that the wives of the 60s and, like, Mary Tyler Moore and other were trying to rebel against. Right. Like, we don't do housework in pearls, so fuck that. Lucy did her housework in pearls. That's what they she was. Per- she Lucy was first wave progressive, where right. she was the woman in charge, getting all the funny lines. Right. And then after that, they're like, "Well, now we can we'll, wear we'll pants." Stand on like, Lucy's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So the next bit, like Lucy and Ethel are not done. They're like, "We're gonna get their oh, attention." Yeah. <laughs> this fight is still going, and they're I, not looking at us. They, I feel like they could have gone back and just gotten changed and then gone to the movie just then, right? They could have locked the door, too. Also locked the door, yeah. <laughs> um, so they're like, we're gonna go up to the roof and cut the, the electricity, cord. yeah. Cut the electricity to the... De- With a pair of metal scissors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gotta be... That, I don't think that would work. No, no. So they go up to the roof yep. and are, like, trying to figure out, like, how... I don't even know. I'm gonna get to that roof and be like, I have no idea how to even determine... Right. Which... What power cord. Do you, like, pull on cords and see, like... Does the cord at my window jiggle or whatever? I had to remind myself that it wasn't cable, like cable television. Yeah. Oh, they're pulling, they're cutting power. Right? Yeah. Because there's, there's a little uh, antenna up there too. Yeah. There's no cable back then. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I guess I'm now realizing that. Uh, I was also impressed with how tall the set was. They do yeah. a wide shot and like it's, imagine two Lucy's stacked on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. That's how tall they built that roof set. It does feel like the set... Also, I was noticing, going back to that kinescope thing, how crystal clear the episode looks. Yeah. For, like, streaming on Hulu in 2018, it looks very... It's not HD, but no, it, like, looks but... almost... Yeah. And it's a real difference between, you know, kin- your kinescopes and your, like, film. Of, yeah. Like, we're going to actually shoot this on film so we you can it. do reruns, which is the thing we're going to invent and make stacks on stacks sweet, of sweet money. <laughs> For literally ever. <laughs> uh, so, like, while they're up there debating on whether or not what to cut, yeah. the cop comes. Like, he's Somehow, tracked them. Yeah, I don't know how he went straight to the roof, but he finds them Yeah, that's there. a way of, like, I'm going to go up to the roof. But I don't know, I guess if you have pegged them as stick-up artists, you're like, yeah, they're going to that roof, but it's sneaky, sneaky things happen on the roof. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. So he goes up there with gun drawn. I don't know, like, his gun is out. Yeah. Like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of how many other Lucy episodes have like an active gun <laughs> in them. <laughs> I can't think of any. That's an. That's a. I mean, that's a rare thing in sitcoms in general. Is right. Like, I'm trying to think of gunplay in. Like yeah, maybe a, the Seinfeld Nazi limo episode. I think oh, has yeah. a gun drawn in yeah. it, but also it has a limo full of Nazis. Correct. <laughs> so like heightened. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, so they are, so they get arrested at that point. Yep. Uh, uh, they, they try to talk their way out of it, but no um, On their way out, it, cuts, it does a quick cut to Ricky and Fred watching the fight, and the door swings open. Lucy <laughs> bolts in. Her arm is still, she's handcuffed, right. and she like screams like, we're home, we're being arrested, and they just pull out. Yep. <laughs> they it's just, a nice little cutaway. Yeah. It's a nice little bit. <laughs> uh, and then we go to the police Police station. department, where we see, who I wrote, who's that guy? Uh, Frank Nelson. Frank Nelson is Sergeant Nelson. He plays Sergeant Nelson. And he is just, I don't know, like, he's just a guy that I just recognized immediately, even though I could not finger where I recognize him from. Uh, for the listeners, I would recommend, you've, you've heard him parodied, but Google Jack Benny show Frank Nelson. He, uh, he's the guy who goes, yes! Yeah. Uh, but he does this really great bit on Jack Benny where, uh, Jack Benny can't decide what to get for a Christmas present for his girlfriend, and he'll buy it, he'll get it gift-wrapped from Frank Nelson, and then he's like, uh, and he changes his mind, and he has to keep unwrapping it, and <laughs> Nelson just gets more and more exasperated until he's just screaming at him at the top. It's great. Watch it. He seems like a cool dude. Yeah. I, I mean, that's like my, that's up my alley. Uh, former guest, uh, Dan Chamberlain, I think, could do an amazing Frank yeah, Nelson yeah, impression. Yeah. He's, he's the kind of guy that if you watched like a bunch of Looney Tunes yeah. growing up, I'm sure there were Looney Tunes or Tiny Tunes or Animaniacs. I want to see Flintstones had a character like this too. Yeah, because like that, like that cadence, the voice of his, I was like, he just sounds like so many cartoon characters. Yep. I was trying to picture if he was one of the male foils in a later Lucy show. He, he does show up on Lucy a few times. Okay. Yeah. Uh, often as like a waiter butler type. Yeah. It seems to be his uh, his thing is being put upon. For sure. Harried. Uh, everything I've seen him in, I think, is he is stressed <laughs> out. So he's excited because he thinks that Lucy and Ethel are... Pickpocket Pearl and Sticky Finger Sal. <laughs> Again, great names. Uh... And he's he is certain that he has seen their photos. Yeah, in the uh, one ad or not one ads, wanted posters. Yeah, one yeah. Um, so he's like rifling through them, and then they're like, "No, we can ID ourselves." Do you have an ID? No, I didn't think I need my purse on the roof, so I don't have it. <laughs> Again, like feels very weirdly broad city. Like right. there's that episode where Alana gets locked out, and so like that's kind of it's they're they're now of... like we're locked out. Um, and so they have this funny like, "Can you ID yourself?" And then like Lucy t- like silently hints to Ethel. And Ethel picks up and is like, ah. Uh, I'd like you to meet my friend Ethel Mertz. How do you do? Yeah, how do you do? And I'd like for you to meet my friend Lucy Ricardo. How do you do? Now, how do you... Now, wait a minute! <laughs> that doesn't prove anything. Well, it proves who we are. Now, who are you? Who am I? Don't you know? No, I'm Sergeant Nelson. How do we know that? Because I say so. Well, that isn't enough. Do you have any identification? My word is my identification. Well, then that's good enough for all three of us. So it's settled. I'm Lucy Ricardo. This is Ethel Merchant. You're Sergeant Nelson. Yeah. How do you do? How do you... Now, cut that off! I... It's, it's a, like a little vaudeville thing. Yeah, it's such a... It's a... You could say cheap. Um, it's an obvious gag of... A harried person that's trying to corral a situation gets, like, tricked into yep. doing something. And then it's like, oh, no, wait a second. <laughs> Which... Is the thing that always makes you laugh. Yep, yep. It's, 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 the, nice. it's the rabbit season, duck season yeah. thing. But, man, is it fun. Which I, I, he does a good job of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Very good. And they're basically like, just go to our house, and our husbands will be there. This is where they all say, like, 
Ricky Ricardo, and everyone knows everyone who knows, he is. Yeah. Oh, Baba Lou. Oh, Bob. Yeah, like the Sergeant Nelson like knows the hit. Yeah. Uh, and then it, when the husband, when the cop gets there, Sergeant Nelson calls him and is like, "Is one of the men there, Ricky Ricardo?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Man, everyone in the '50s New York is going to uh, the Tropicana, right?" Yeah. Because like, uh, like this is there's no social media. Like Ricky isn't. I guess Ricky has done a little bit of TV because Vitamin Vegman is about him being oh, on that's TV. True. It's a very lax live production. Like, yeah. It's just like Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David is known, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is very... Um, one half of the plot is very Curb, Curb Your Enthusiasm. The other half is very Broad City. Uh, I Love Lucy ahead of its time. That's um, right. So uh, like, the cop walks in. like They don't notice him, of course. Like They never notice that he's there. He, he asks if he can leave uh, to go watch the fight, but Lucy says, could you please just tell her husbands we're arrested? You can watch the fight there. And so they watch the fight for a while. He could just be walking into a trap. Yeah. Like, why would you go to some convicts? You, yeah. You, you think these are actual criminals. Why would you go to their house? That's the other thing. When they call, when the sergeant calls and is like, yeah, it's Ricky Ricard. Oh, okay, this is Lucy Ricard. They just let her go. They let both right. of them go. Even though the cops still caught them from their point of view trying to steal, even though they were trying to make change. Like, they still have actual... They, they cut the power to a building. To, to like, a, an apartment that was not the one they intended to cut. They, they brandished very sharp scissors at a police officer. The only thing... there There's a really funny reveal of while uh, the cop is at the apartment, back at the police station, the guy is rifling through all the one-hand posters, and he comes across... Ah, here they are, like pickpocket Sticky Pearl. Finger Sal and Pickpocket Pearl, arrested June 9th, 1952. Sentenced and committed May 12th, 1953. Now serving 10 years at the state prison farm. Ah, how about that? Now serving 10 years! <laughs> 10 years? It's, it's such a great... It's so it's over the, the top. Biggest delivery possible it's, for that. Ah, uh, really great. Perfect. Uh, and so, like, he just lets them go. Yep, you're done. You are definitely Lucy Ricardo. <laughs> Which, I mean, I feel like this is an indictment of, uh, you know, white women can just get away with everything. <laughs> and there's no question that that's yeah, what they were the 19- trying to say in the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, 1953, they're like, you know, and, well, I'm sure there were still police problems in the 50s. <laughs> yes. Just not on television. <laughs> Correct. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, like, the episode ends with them going back. Like, Lucy and Ethel are back in their apartment, and the fight ends. Um, Ricky's guy wins. I know yes. everyone was very It, it immediately tells Fred to pay him. Yeah. Uh, and Fred pays. He does. Which, you know, he doesn't really try to get out of, which Fred, you know, his character game is frugal Fred. Yeah. Um, they go back into the kitchen and they're like, oh, we're, we have such great wives. Oh, yeah, they're worried that uh, the cop told them that they're and they're going to get in trouble with their husbands. But no, they, they never notice. They go back in. Fred calls them a couple of dolls. A couple of dolls. So I'm like, that's a lovely term. <laughs> um, and then, like, what? Uh, Desi just gives Lucy a big old hug. Yeah, Ricky gives her a hug oh, and then I Lucy guess. just shrugs. It was like the emoji, like yeah. the ASCII art. Shrug. Yeah, she does, like, the, like, hands, palms out, and then into the episode. Yep. It ends on her just like, hey, shit right. happens. <laughs> we got away with it. <laughs> this is pretty great. Uh, so, like, this is an average Lucy episode, I would say. Right. right? Yeah, just kind of a. a <laughs> This is what that show is. So it is kind of interesting to watch an episode that isn't, you know, because so many Lucy episodes have the, 
in some weird ways, like, the heft and weight of all of sitcom history on right. them. Right. Like, if you watch the Chocolate Factory episode, you know, like, well, this is the thing that... TV Guide's number one TV yeah, like, you know. Uh, but so, just to see the show, I guess, do, like, a Workman episode yeah. is very, you know, it's kind of a testament to the quality of the show. Right. And, and that's a good show. Yeah. We both had some... A couple of laugh out loud moments. For sure. In this episode. Yeah, for a show that is 16 years old. Uh, 50. I don't know, math. It's like almost 70. What years year did it come out? This is 53. Okay, so 209 years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also to be like, uh, I think that one of the reasons that it works is that it still feels super universal, which right. I don't think. They definitely did not know they were doing that at the time. Right. So I don't know if it's because. Storytelling on TV was a new thing in 1953, so not all the plots were used up. So, like, they were, they had the ability to, like, we can tell we can all these stories because no one we is, we can do, and so you're seeing the beginning of all the stories that sitcoms would just recycle over and over and right. over and over and over and over forever. And yeah. so I think that because they weren't having to dive down, like, what is super specific to 1953 or 1982? Because right. everything else has been done. Yeah. Every episode of Lucy has this feeling of generality. Yeah. There, there's a, there's stuff that dates it, for sure. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the fact that you can just go up to the roof and just cut some power. Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking, like, the, you could... It would be a fun thing to pitch to a network to be like, we want to do updated Lucy, where we actually just take every every script, and we don't touch them except we set it in hmm. modern times. I think it's a fun experiment, because you could do that with this episode. Yeah. All you have to do is, like, their phones are in their purses, and they leave their purses because right. they run up to their... And, like, they don't have their phones on them. That's it, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, because oh, I that, think that there are still sporting events that men get get distracted by. People yeah. get distracted by. Uh, Maybe it's Game of Thrones that they're watching. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's, yeah. But, like, the whole... that the, the theme of we just want our husbands to actually notice us, and we are mad that they ignore us this one night of the week. That makes sense. It's a thing yeah. that... Still happens. I mean, maybe sure. more so now that, like, maybe they're both playing on their tablets. Or oh, whatever. yeah. Like, and so, and everything else that happens, like, if if you get, if I get caught without my phone or wallet somewhere, I would still not know how to identify myself. Like, that yeah. joke still plays. Absolutely. Yeah, like, you, the police aren't going to immediately let you go, but there are little things that yeah. <laughs> we have to tweak, but yeah, for sure, this would absolutely still carry over. I think that's why people still discover Lucy and it still holds up. I mean, like, the pacing is interesting. Yes. It uh, wasn't as... I, I went in expecting it to be very slow. Yeah. Uh, but it still clipped right along. It takes... I mean, like, the whole first, like, 30 seconds to a minute of them <laughs> yes. just talking about betting on boxing, which is yes. like, well, there's no jokes here. But, like, as soon as Lucy hashes her plan, the episode just goes right along. Yes. And there's a lot of content. Like, again, these episodes are longer because less commercials. Yep. Uh, there's one, two, three, four different sets, which yeah. I feel like is weird for this time. Yeah, there's a there's a budget. And this is season two, so they're like, yeah. we can now cut loose. We're, we're a hit. They are a crazy hit. Um, so yeah, I think that there's a reason that Lucy still stands up, whereas a lot of other 60 shows I'm watching, I mean, even like 80 shows, like Webster. Oh, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> this past weekend, I was like, I'm going to watch every John Astin uh, guest spot. Because my big thing, my big theory is like, John Astin was only ever regular on Adam's Family. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then after that, he was just being like this, like, get him for a guest spot. Right. And when John Aston does a guest spot, he is like a shot of adrenaline into every show he goes hmm. into. And he consistently outshines the regular cast of every show he goes on. <clears throat> There's something just innate, innately kinetically charged about his performance. He's always big. He's always like... And so I, was, so I watched like an episode of Night Court, which is a fine show. Yeah. And I watched like an episode of Webster that he was on. And it's like, what the fuck? And I watched an episode of Charles in Charge that he was oh, on. Wow. And it's like, what are these shows? <laughs> like... They're, like, lethargic, they're yeah. kind of boring, like, there's no standout performances, and then you have John Aston on there, who's playing a wide range of characters, and just, like, <laughs> nailing it. I and, I, and I watch those shows, and they're, like, boring, and those are newer. And then I go back and watch a Lucy episode, and it's like, yeah. this is still cracking along. It's funny. It moves. Yeah. It's very fascinating. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. It's great. No. no. But she figured it out. She cracked that code. So let's move on to some trivia and stats and facts. Ooh, Ooh yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So for the season, again, anything, like the 50s are really hard to nail down specifics about because they didn't keep records the same way they did start in the 60s. Um, so for the season, I do know that 67.3% of all TV viewers watched I Love Lucy that season. Oh my god. So 67.3%. And apparently, um, a book published about 10 years ago said that this is the highest percentage ever for a TV season. Like in terms of total viewers watching one show, this this specific season of Lucy is the uh, most watched. That is crazy. 67% of all viewers. So I then tried to find out how many TV sets were active in oh, 1953, yeah. because weirdly enough, those stats are oddly oh, really? available. Yeah, oh, like cool. you can, like, um, TV sales year by year were meticulously kept hmm. up with. I found multiple sites that are like, here are all the... So, I guess when there's only three channels, like, eh, people are yeah. watching. So I think that I, from my very loose... Like measurement, I think there were twenty million four hundred thousand TV sets active at the time ish. Wow. So that means that there was probably about thirteen point seven three million people watched oh this season of I Love Lucy. Plus, uh, all the neighbors that are over at the yes, all the like kid, yeah. But like thirteen point seven million is blockbuster by yeah. today's number. That's so crazy. and this is fifty three. So and yeah. that's also with only twenty million TV sets just right in existence at that point. So. Go for it, Lucy. Um, yes, queen. <laughs> yes, queen. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so the season ranking, of course, this season was number one. Mm-hmm. Like, Lucy was the most watched show that year. This is the Little Ricky season, right? Yeah, he's around. Um, 
I think that, like, Lucy hit the ground running. Like, it changed everything. Right. I mean, when you can you name a sitcom older than Lucy? Because I always think Honeymooners, but Honeymooners is after. Okay, that was going to be my Yeah, guess. Honeymooners is a little after, I th- I mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm kind of the wrong person, because I'm going to say, like, the Goldbergs, which is, like, the first Is that sitcom. the thing? Yeah. But, yeah. There but, a... again, who knows it? Right. No one. <clears throat> so, is, like, Lucy, in terms of, like, our cultural conception of is, a sitcom, yes. is it just redefined? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, now I want to do a Goldbergs episode, though. Oh. Uh, is that a Paley Center? Am I like, is, we're going to see a trip? I think it's... No, there is a DVD, because I remember searching it up when I wrote about it. Uh, it's... Oh, now I'm second-guessing myself. It is older, uh, but it was also a radio show first. Um, oh, well, Lucy had a radio show first, because I think the three writers for Lucy were the radio show writers. My favorite husband, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something weird like that. Yeah. It also was weird to me that just Lucy had three writers, and they wrote every episode. Yeah, and this is episode... What? 30 of season 2. That's crazy. So this is like the 60-something episode. How many weeks would they take off? Do I mean, you know I how guess... many are in season 2? Uh, well, well, like 32, like 31. Like, this is at the end of season 2, I think. Okay. Wow. Um, I so... feel like they would just start in September and go straight through May. Maybe take a week off for a holiday. Yeah, I think man. they... Because just... you can't rerun them yeah. until... Lucy sells these. Yeah, until they just reruns. Oh boy! So the top five shows for the season. I love these old shows. So number five was Texaco Star Theater. Milton Burles. Ah. Four was Dragnet. Sure. Three was Arthur Godfrey and His Friends. <laughs> All right. Two was Arthur Godfrey's Talent Scouts. Oh, look at you, Arthur Godfrey. So who was Arthur Godfrey? <laughs> he uh, he was kind of like an Ed Sullivan type. Where it just sort of like a host, I yeah. believe. Uh, wow, that's so he was like holding it down. Two but and three could not top Isle of Lucy at number one. Nailed Couldn't it. top her. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Arthur Godfrey. Better <laughs> luck. Never. Better get two more shows or something. <laughs> that's also. I mean, like I don't know. The top five shows now aren't that different in terms of you have like a comedy and like a bunch of variety shows like your voices your right like that's what that has wasn't always like that I mean there was a good thirty years where it was all sitcoms yeah right? like or like like an ER or whatever yeah. but you didn't we didn't have like American Idol brought this yeah singing competition variety reality show y kind of thing back and now that's what is hits on uh, those very weird I've never really thought about that that the the voice is sort of like the variety show, yeah. Sonny and Cher of our time. Yeah. Huh. Uh, it's very... Yeah, because the 70s were filled with them. Yeah. Was, I also love the weird trend of the 70s of you cancel a sitcom and then you give them a variety show. Right. Because it happened with the Brady Bunch. Yep. And then it happened with Mary Tyler Moore. Yes. <laughs> with David Letterman as a cast member. Yeah, and, David, and Michael Keaton. Right, yes. They were cast members. Hanging out together. <laughs> Oh, and it got horrible reviews. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! I did. I wrote an ep- about an episode of that for the Split Cider stuff. It's bad. Yeah, it's so sad because like uh, the Mary Tyler Moore the episodes of Dick Van Dyke show where she gets to sing and dance are like yeah, she's one of the greatest of all time. Very like, talented. Period. And so to see her then get a sing and dancing show and it's like yeah, are those uh, on YouTube or you have to go to Peely Center for that? I watched it on the Paley Center. It might be out there. I'm trying to think, like, you are stumping for that Paley Center action. Do the <laughs> ones in L.A., because there's one in L.A., right? Yep. Do they have different things at each I, other? I think it's the same. Okay. I think it's all actually on a computer network. Oh, uh, that they keep closed? Uh, yeah. Man, they should launch a streaming service. Uh, I mean, I have no idea 
but what the right ramifications yeah. of that would be. Or they should give me a password to watch. How do, like do you have to go and like do they have like a cubicle that you sit in and watch things? Or so uh, when I first came to New York, uh, it was one of the first things I did, and you would like dial in a number, and it was like clearly somebody in a room putting in a VHS for you, and it would just like hook <laughs> up to your TV. But now it's all everything is digitized, and you're just clicking on a YouTube link, internal YouTube link. But you're sitting at like a. It's little... a computer with headphones. Yeah, it's nothing fancy. Yeah. I guess in my head, you're, like, in, like, a quiet, like, black room, like, a nice, like, small, like, like a recording, recording booth or something. No, there's annoying people and people talking about, there, I'm gonna say this real quick. <laughs> Every time I go to the Paley Center, there's somebody watching the Chinese restaurant episode of Seinfeld. What the heck? And I don't know why you would go there for that. So widely available. You paid $15 to watch an episode of Seinfeld that's on TBS once a week. Out of your... Also, like, on Hulu. Also in iTunes. Also on a DVD on your shelf, probably. Not hard to find. (laughs) I want to just walk over and type in something else for them every time. But here, watch something you actually can't find anywhere else. When I first moved, I, I moved here for an internship at The Late Show, and the gift that our bosses gave us after our time was up was memberships to the Museum of oh, uh, cool. TV and Radio or whatever, and I never activated it like an <laughs> asshole. Even though, like, I was, like, when they gave it to me, because I, when I first came, visited New York, I marked it in, like, I want to go there, and I went there, I thought it was, like, an actual museum, so, like, yeah. I walked in, and I was like, oh, no, you just, but, like, I didn't do anything. I was there with my mom. We, like, didn't have time to go, like, watch a thing. But the fact that it existed, like, blew my mind, and I was, like, so excited. So when I got that membership, I was like, oh, yes, I love it, gonna use it, never did. Yeah. And then, I guess now I should uh, investigate, because I'm... Like, you don't need to go every week, but you should... Go once with a list of yeah. stuff you gotta see. I mean, I'm sure they got good Charles Nelson Riley stuff there. That, There's no doubt. That, yes. that I definitely need to see. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Some old pollen stuff. That's all I care about. Also, bear. Circus of the Stars, which I discovered today. Oh, yeah. Which I... Bob, I didn't just know that as a Simpsons reference. Bob Newhart was a ringmaster a couple, oh. a couple of times. How... Was that like a yearly thing? Do you know? Apparently. Okay. Because I was, right before you got here, I was, on YouTube, there's a bunch of them, and so I was, like, watching the 14th annual. Okay. And it was in the early 90s, cause, or it was, like, the late 80s, because, like, Telma Hopkins from Family Matters was on it, <laughs> and Mario Lopez. Uh, so getting to the end of it. Yeah. So it's, like, crazy stuff. Um, on IMDb, uh, only 151 users voted, which I feel like I Love Lucy, I feel like... There should be more it's people low. voting on those episodes. It's 151 low. is very... That's, that's like Green Acres territory for me. Yeah. Green Acres might have had more than 151, actually. But anyway, they rated it a 9 yeah. out of 10. That's pretty good. Do you agree with that? You go higher, lower, 9? Hmm. I'm tempted to go a little lower. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, 9 feels like a near classic. Yes. But it was a solid F. Yeah, I think, I think to me, solid Fs are like 8. I was going to say eight. An 8 is a solid number. Yeah. That feels more right to me. Yeah. Uh, who would you see at the must-see performance in this one? I'm concerned this might be a controversial choice. It's a hard... I'm going to go with Desi Arnaz. <laughs> okay, what the hell? As Ricky Ricardo. No, wait, wait you're, are you joking? <laughs> no, I am not joking. <laughs> uh, he doesn't do a lot in this he episode. <laughs> However... Uh, the fact that he makes so much out of how little he has... Okay, yes, okay, yeah. Really kind of blew me away. Uh... He falls off the chair at one point. He falls off the chair. Which, I don't know if that was script, like... I don't think so. Into it. Uh, but, like, 
he has to like go answer the phone, say, "Oh, Lucy," and then drop the phone. But he like is so glued to the TV. Yeah, and yeah, his yeah. fake air punches are so <laughs> precise. Uh-huh. He, uh, I was impressed, just as. Uh, because I think he started primarily in music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't watched him as an actor in a while. No, yeah. So thinking about, like, how committed he is to this weird thing he has to do in this episode, I really was impressed. What is the modern equivalent of... I guess, okay, going back to Webster, the fact that that dude was a football player okay, and his yeah. wife was an actress, yeah. and then they just got cast together? That's weird. Uh, uh, Michael Strahan? <laughs> Yeah, like, because it's, like, it's like, who, Yeah, like, Ricky Ricardo, Ricky, Desi Arnaz was not an actor, and he right. was, like, asked to do all this stuff, it's very interesting. Uh, I mean, I think Lucy is obviously great in this, yes. so you have to see Lucy, but I was gonna give it to Sergeant Nelson, I think. I won't argue with that at all. So I feel bad about not giving Lucy the must-see performance of a Lucy episode, but, like... She's just solidly good. She's a great, no she's matter what. She's eight. You're gonna be seeing her, but I think like if you want to, like the reason to watch this episode of any other is, I mean, part of it is to see this pretty great guest spot from Frank Nelson. I completely agree. Who, when you watch the episode, if you are familiar with just the pop culture of the '50s as filtered through later cartoons, yeah. you're going to be like, oh yeah, that, that guy, that guy, that that guy, that energy of a guy, yeah, that definitely is like translated into just all comedy. Are you allowed to have this split decision? Because I, I will happily switch to Frank Nelson if that... No, no. We can, yeah, we can uh, split it up. We can have... Yeah. Celebrate these two men on yeah, this show. Yeah, <laughs> <that> time. <laughs> Thanks, Lucy. Uh, must other people see this episode? It wouldn't be my first, like, you gotta see this Lucy episode. No, I don't think it would be my top ten. But... It's good. It is good. I don't think it's a must. No. Should see TV. Should see. Yeah, I think that there are definitely, like... I think that this is a good example of you can probably put on any episode of Lucy and you're gonna have at least one yep. laugh out loud moment. Yeah. I can't speak to the later seasons. I don't know if it does fall you off. You know, when off. they go to Europe, right. they go to Los Angeles, more celebrities. It becomes right. kind of like Will and Grace where there's just like a different A-list celebrity. Like John Wayne is in an episode. Right. Like, right. <laughs> uh... But I think that this is a good example of you can just put on any Lucy episode and you're gonna like it's a it's a because this show. is kind of just like any old episode yeah. in a way like not there's nothing historic about it. Um, again, I have no idea why I chose this one so long ago. Maybe, is it? Do you think it could be because it's about TV and this Maybe. is a TV podcast? It might be the most. I need. To, I should have checked and see because I was like, if it was the highest ranked episode on IMDb, I would just put that one down. Right. So this might be the highest ranked one that isn't a classic. Well, right. Isn't in TV Guide. Yeah, this might be yeah, one that isn't like ranked on TV Guide. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for coming out and chatting up and, and loving loving some Lucy. Thank you for having me. And giving me. me a bunch of uh, TV history that Absolutely. I always love. And also stumping for the Paley Center, which I need <laughs> I, to... I receive no money from them. <laughs> I need to go to. I've, I've gone to... I've gone there because um, <laughs> the DC animated movies have their premieres Ooh. at the Paley Center. Very so I cool. went to the Batman Bad Blood premiere there. Ooh. Got to interview Yvonne Strahovski. Ooh. Uh, so... <laughs> I don't no. Um, it's a nice space. Yeah, you've seen the theater room. Though. I've seen the theater. Yeah, yeah it was. I uh, got to watch a fine Batman cartoon <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you on the internet if they want to talk about Lucy or the Paley Center? I would recommend <laughs> finding me at twitter.com slash Ramsey ESS. Uh, I do. 
Can I plug two mini things? Everything. I, Everything in the world. I do two very strange things that don't necessarily fit into this world. I do a podcast with my friend Heather, who is uh, really into punk and emo. Oh. I am not. Oh. So it's her convincing me to like it. It's called If You're Listening. Oh, I like that. Uh, how, how long has that been around? Uh, it's relatively new. We just did like 20 weeks, is okay. I'll say. Uh, is it like a different song every week? or a different, different album each time. Oh, a different album. And you have to listen to the whole album? I listen to the entire album. Now, what have you done Pinkerton by Weezer? Is, does that fall into the genre? I don't know if it would, but... Isn't we... that what created the genre of emo? Oh. You might be right. And it might... You might have just destroyed our podcast, because I love Weezer, <laughs> but I hate emo. <laughs> no, but I think, like, there's a... Because, I mean, I got when I got super into Weezer, every... Which I was in high school, mm -hmm. every opening act, I'd be like, I don't want to see right. fucking, like, Saves the Day, or... Um, Oh, what was it called? Uh, Al Brand new. There's uh, one that's like Alma or Mama Mama Mama. Yeah, but like there's a, like a lot of those that like, we were inspired by Weezer right. and were nowhere near as uh, I don't know, like poppy or like yeah. just like um, song crafty in a way, right? Know, punky, whatever. That's it. I'm interested in that. That Check it out. Ping some of my other, my musical interests. Yeah. As someone that doesn't like emo, but likes <laughs> listening to people talk about music. Oh, I got, that's quite the show, then. Uh, also, if you want a weird newsletter in your email every week, uh, The Order of the Grand Lock is a mm. newsletter written from a secret society that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird and fun. <laughs> awesome. Yay. Check it all out. Yeah, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest Ramsey S. for dropping by and talking about I Love Lucy with me this week. Next week, I'll be discussing the Blossom episode 38 special. 38 special is in season 4 of Blossom. It is episode 9 of season 4 of Blossom. And you can stream that Blossom episode along with every Blossom episode on Hulu. Whoa. Until then, I want to hear from all of you. Tweet your questions about sitcoms. Any question, as long as it's about a show that existed before the year 2000, to at MustHaveSeenTV. Or you can send them to MustHaveSeenTV at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at at MustHaveSeenTV. And if you like what you've heard, please, I beg you to rate and review the show in iTunes. And if it's a good review, we'll read it on air. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brett White. Read the words that I write at Decider.com. The theme song is Patricia's Moving Picture by The Go Team. Thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Thanks to all of y'all for listening. And I'll see you next week and all this year on Must Have Seen TV. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns.